0: All of a sudden, we got a lot of stuff we got to try to squeeze into the show. Coming up, we're going to talk to Mark Perry, who's going to, he's a foreign policy analyst and author. He's going to talk about U.S. contractors in the Middle East. It's been pitched to Donald Trump, and apparently the president likes the idea of really upping the number of contractors we use. They're mercenaries, paid, you know in fighting these wars, I use my finger quotes because there's no declared war, um, uh, instead of uh, regular soldiers and what that means for the country and what it means for the world and and all that sort of stuff. We're going to talk about that coming up. Stay tuned, won't you? Go ahead. And also, I think, it just occurred to me, Donald Trump has done something brilliant, politically speaking,
1: with this big transgender
0: military announcement.
1: Uh, Yeah, okay. Stay tuned. All right, There is, uh, I believe, a a huge scandal about to break involving the Awan family and Debbie Wasserman Schultz and a bunch of Democrats on the Hill. I'm going to give you a basic timeline of uh, of what happened and then a couple of details you're going to need. I'll, I'll you know... Just, get more detail. About. And
0: who is this frizzy haired
1: woman? She was the uh, chairwoman of the DNC uh, during the uh, computers being hacked and all those emails leaked about stacking the deck uh, against Bernie, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I also believe and have for some time she is a loathsome human being, but that is, uh, that is my opinion merely. So here's basically what happened. Debbie Wasserman Schultz uh, hired um, several Pakistani nationals of the Awan family, one Imran Awan, who was just arrested trying to flee the country last night, I believe, in Dallas, she hired them for IT work at the DNC in 2005. Now, this Imran Awan and several, uh, his uh, I think uh, two of his brothers and maybe a sister have been paid millions of dollars for IT work by Wasserman Schultz and a handful of other Democrat congresspeople through the years. Um, they have been paid lavish amounts of money. Um, nonetheless, these people had massive debts, um, have been found to have taken money from several uh, organizations, recognized terrorist organizations, etc. They tried to extort their own mother and, and wiretapped her. Her, their father changed his name and disowned his sons for detestable illegal behavior. So this, there's a lot of weirdness going on. We'll just leave that aside. But despite being IT staff, the Awans ignored requests for computer repairs, and and it's not, and they were widely reputed to not ever do any IT stuff. Uh, other IT competitors offered their services at much lower rates. Yet for some mysterious reason, the DNC kept the Awans. Uh, several other Democrats enlisted the Yuan service over the years. Um, House staffers begun to get, began to get concerned with the Awans. Um They didn't show up to meetings, and their computers were being used to transfer data off-site, and they didn't understand how. So then there's the huge data breach. Congress compromised. DNC emails at risk. House Democrats respond with claims that Capitol pl- Police framed the Yuans because they're Muslims. Now, I followed this story. I mentioned it briefly on the air, but it never got any, any, you know, wind at all in the mainstream media. Debbie Wasserman Schultz actually went to a meeting with the Capitol Police that was videotaped. Vince, did you have any luck finding that? Where that is the very end. Where she is absolutely adamant that the Capitol Police have to return a laptop to her, um, and if they don't, immediately there will be consequences. Now there is a law that Congress people's uh, letters and papers and stuff can't be confiscated for obvious political reasons, and, and there's a good reason for the law. But it, she was weirdly angry about the whole thing, as the Coppers saying, "Listen, we have an ongoing investigation. This is very important." Blah blah blah. So I thought, boy, that's weird, but I wasn't quite sure what was going on. So the investigation begins. A couple of the yuan's flee to Pakistan. Awan was banned from the House network, this uh, Im- Imran Awan. He was banned from entering the House computer network at all by the House. Um, but the but Debbie Wasserman Schultz continued to refuse to fire the Awans. He's been roaming the Capitol complex despite the ban. Raising the hackles of of staffers who thought he was up to no good, then Capitol Police found a secret laptop in an empty office with smashed hard drives. The Capitol Police confiscated that hard drive, and that's the one Debbie Wasserman Schultz threatened the police chief to give it back or there will be consequences. Um, Awan abruptly moved out of his house and he rented it. He happened to rent it to a United States Marine who found a hidden hardware stash with wireless routers, hard drives that looked like they tried to be destroyed, laptops, a lot of brand-new, expensive uh, computer gear. The Marine called the feds to take it. The FBI is now involved. Awan threatens to sue the Marine for stealing them, tried to break into the house three or four times to get the gear. The Marines wouldn't let him in, and now this guy... Just got arrested trying to flee the country at Dulles Airport, and the feds nabbed him. So what do you think's happening? Well, some of my favorite online type people believe that there's a massive uh, blackmail scandal going on. That Awan has been blackmailing Debbie Wasserman Schultz and the other Democrats. Um Over what issue? Do we know that? No, I don't. I Hmm. I have no idea. Um, Imran Awan had access to Debbie Wasserman Schultz's iPad password, according to some testimony somewhere. Um, And and, uh, here's your subtext. If these were Republicans who were involved in all this it would be front-page news, obviously. No, no doubt. No
0: doubt. The, e- even, if the, even if it turns out to be nothing, it would be front-page news already at this point.
1: The Owan brothers are accused of removing hundreds of thousands of dollars of equipment from congressional offices, including computers and servers, while also running a procurement scheme in which they bought equipment, then overcharged the House Administrative Office that assigned such contractors to members. That's the part that's kind of above the water, the iceberg part, is these guys are being prosecuted for uh, grossly overcharging the the taxpayers, through all these Democrat congresspeople who employed them. Some congressional tech aides, other IT guys, believe that the Awans are blackmailing representatives based on the contents of their emails or files due to the fact that these reps have displayed unwavering and intense loyalty toward these, the Awan people. In spite of them being banned from the network and suspected of crimes, nobody will fire them and nobody will speak out against them. And a lot of tech people on the Hill have been wondering why the hell uh, that might be. So you've got, and and actually over at Zero Hedge, which is a great, uh, great website, um, they point out, if Republicans and or members of the Trump administration hired foreign-born IT specialists who were suspected of committing a laundry list of federal crimes and then smashed a bunch of hard drives just before skipping town, we're sure the media would still gloss right over it in much the same way they're doing for the Democrats in this instance. Um, you know, we're all kind of used to that, so that's no headline. The Owan brothers worked for more than 30 House and Senate Democrats, as well as Debbie Wasserman Schultz. The substantial scandal raised questions about who may have been past data, which the Awans had access to. Um, they are also Pakistani nationals, with suspected ties to Muslim Brotherhood and Hezbollah and others. Uh, Et cetera, et cetera. This is a restating of the smashed hard drive. So where this ends, we don't know. But there are plenty of people who are following it closely now. And if the Washington Post continues to ignore it and and the papers like that, it will still come out. But something very, very odd is going on. Exciting. Indeed. We'll see what happens. Absolutely. I tell you what, something else very, very odd. The United States is going to take away guys in uniform with American flags on their shoulders and put in hired guns to fight our our wars perhaps it's uh, already happening in several places around the world but you s- hear U.S. contractors were sent in and you're picturing like a guy who's gonna put up sheetrock right no these are mercenaries
0: and the president is said to be very uh, receptive to the idea of transferring from uh army navy marine guys to contractors what does it matter we'll tell you coming up also trump's announcement of transgender military stuff getting leading your 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 national news all of a sudden brilliant political move i know exactly what he's up to this is a good one we'll talk about that too stay tuned to the armstrong and getty show
2: Well, this week, Democrats announced their new slogan,
3: a better deal, better jobs, better wages, better future. And Republicans announced their new slogan, shorter slogans. That's what they just said. That's Too
2: long.
0: That's too long. <laughs> so, uh, remember the headlines a couple of weeks ago? This is fairly uh, new development. A report that the Trump administration wants to outsource Afghanistan to contractors, or that Steve Bannon wants private contractors to set military strategy in the Middle East. And that the president is uh, receptive to that idea, leaning more on contractors than we even have. That's a that's an underreported, underappreciated thing anyway, the amount of, uh, of, of, of war fighting we have uh, being turned over to contractors.
1: And Mark Perry, foreign policy analyst and author, has been thinking and writing about this and talking about it in recent days. And we we're anxious to have him on the Armstrong and Getty show to uh, help everybody understand what's happening and what it might mean. Hello, Mr. Perry. How are you, sir?
4: I'm fine. Thanks for having me on. It's good to be here. Uh,
1: May we call you Mark? Would that be all right?
4: That sounds good to me. Uh,
1: We tend to be uh, a little informal around here, although we're pretty serious about uh, the fighting of wars and and the fact that Americans don't seem to be paying much attention to the fact that a lot of our guys and gals are are in places of danger. But uh, what's being contemplated right now in terms of contractors, specifically in Afghanistan?
4: Well, Eric Prince, the head of a group called Frontier Services Group, and several other people, including Steve Feinberg, who's head of DynCorp, have proposed that the Trump administration consider turning the war in Afghanistan over to mercenaries, or, rather, to corporate America, to people who provide advice and security and logistics, and that at the same time we draw down our forces in Afghanistan. This would be a um, a kind of an East India Company uh, uh, initiative recalling how the british handled their colonial empire it would be taken ha- the afghanistan war would be taken out of the hands of the us military and placed in the hands of corporate america
1: well if if our point is we need guys with guns to keep the taliban from taking over towns um i mean obviously it seems like you're against this what's the problem
4: well the problem is that Corporate America and these kinds of firms are not answerable under the Uniform Code of Military Justice for their actions. They'd be guns for hire, uh, they'd be outside the law, and they'd be outside the U.S. chain of command. Now, nominally, uh, these companies, according to the proposal, would be uh, monitored by the CIA, but not by the Pentagon, not by the U.S. military. And that, it seems to me, is, um, is pretty sketchy. Uh, our eyes would be off the war, uh, and we've seen what this is what this is done around the world in Yemen, basically, the war being fought there is being fought by mercenaries, and it's an absolute humanitarian disaster.
3: Well I
1: understand there are a lot of Colombians fighting there. Is that correct?
4: Yeah, that's right. and they're brought in by these private firms and hired by these private firms. They're paid uh, very well, and uh, you know they're they're given their instructions go take this village or go fight this militia, uh, and we'll provide the weapons and you do it. But who are they answerable to? And that's, that's the major problem here, and that's the major problem that the Pentagon sees, which is why uh, they've weighed in Saying that they that this is a bad idea and a bad policy.
0: Well, we've been using contractors for several administrations now to uh, to do actual you know military stuff. Barack Obama used them too, so it's not just a Trump thing. What's the appeal to 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 various presidents to, to using these guys instead of Marines, for instance?
4: They're less expensive is the first reason. The second is it takes the war off the front pages of America's newspaper. It's I'm glad
0: American. you said that. That's what's always bothered me about it, is that we, we have newspaper headlines that we now have 15,000 troops in, in Afghanistan, except we've got 20,000 contractors. So you're not actually counting all the Americans we have fighting a war, which, you know, changes the politics of it. I find that disturbing.
4: Well, it is disturbing. And, you know, once again, it's accountability. Uh, If you don't have to go to the American people and tell them that their young men and women in uniform are dying, but it's people who are for hire, who volunteered to do it and are getting paid to do it and are answerable up a chain of command that's basically corporate, it makes it easier to sell a war or, in this case, to ignore it. And I think that that has a certain appeal. Uh, If if the Vietnam War were fought by contractors, it wouldn't have been on the front pages of, of America's newspapers. And that's that's the idea that's being proposed, that this is a lot less controversial and uh, it it lowers the footprint of America's uh, soldiers and people in uniform.
0: It's kind of weird culturally that we don't treat contractors the same way as the military in terms of uh, deaths, for instance. Four contractors die. It doesn't feel the same as if four Marines died, even though they, they, they all volunteered to go do this and they're fighting the same battles. I well, just...
1: yeah, I guess, although a contractor knows exactly where they're going and what they're going to do as opposed to... You know, a Marine is is ordered to go and execute commands on behalf of the American people. So I, it, it is different, you know, morally in a way. And and that's what I think is, is interesting and maybe troubling is I don't feel the same moral responsibility for the death, death of a contractor that I do for the death of a, a soldier or Marine, for instance.
4: Well, think about this, the historical sensitivity here. Uh, the British did this during the American Revolution. Uh, they brought in Hessians to fight their war, to fight it on the cheap, uh, to take it out of the headlines in London. And these were the, uh, these were the four hired Germans of, uh, of the British colonial army, the people that Washington fought at, uh, at the Battle of Trenton. And they were deeply resented by uh, the American people. And actually, their presence here Uh, as contractors during the American Revolution pushed a lot of people in this country towards the independence movement. I think we'd see the same thing in Afghanistan. The increase in contractors would push the Afghan people away from the United States and and towards the Taliban. It would have exactly the opposite impact that it's supposed
1: to. Mark Perry, foreign policy analyst and author, is on the line. Mark uh, writes for The American Conservative, among others. Uh, So, listen, you, you made the point that Yemen's a humanitarian nightmare, Um, at least in part because the troops are not answerable to governments and the people uh, of those countries, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think we can picture how that would happen. Um, Are you also worried about some sort of state of perpetual war uh, with the extensive use of contractors? Is that one of the issues?
4: I think it is one of the issues, and and we're fast moving towards that reality. Certainly that's the case in Yemen, which was overreached by the Saudis. Listen, the Saudis don't have a very good military. The Emirati military, the uh, military of the United Arab Emirates, is very small. So they they feel that they have uh, they have an option of hiring mercenaries because they can't handle the fight themselves. The problem is, in Yemen, it's not only a humanitarian disaster, but the people who really started this war, the Saudis and the United Arab Emirates, are now actually losing it. So, they, you know, there's no guarantee that simply hiring mercenaries or hiring a a corporate uh, a contractor to run a war is going to actually work. The chances are, as we've seen now in Yemen, is that it won't work, and that Afghanistan will devolve once we've made this decision—if we make this decision—into a state of absolute anarchy, which is the last thing we want.
0: Where's the money come from? Is it come out of the Pentagon's budget? Or do they like this, or do they see this as a as as competition for them?
4: It's not clear where the money would come from, though. It seems to me that the idea, as it is proposed, is that this would come out of the CIA's budget. This would be a dark budget, Uh, and you could hide parts of it. Uh, There's no doubt in my mind that Defense Secretary Jim Mattis looks at this with real skepticism. He would rather not do this. He's had his own experience with mercenaries in Iraq. It was not a great experience. He had to send his Marines into Fallujah after four contractors were killed there. He didn't want to do that. He didn't want, you know, we don't want our men and women in uniform to die for contractors and protecting contractors.
0: Are these That's contractors that, generally former military
4: guys? In many cases, they are.
0: Are they? Um, are the contractors getting the the best of the military? Or is the military able to keep the best people?
4: Well, the military is able to keep the best people. Uh, the contractors contractors will tell you that they have very well trained, very professional. Military people, but the opposite is true. Uh, what they what they make up for in in expertise, they they get in numbers. So you know, two thousand contractors would be the equivalent of two or three thousand really well trained American soldiers, and that's the problem. Uh, these are not great fighters. Some of them are expert trainers, but these aren't regiments and brigades and divisions that are well trained in a chain of command. These are these are guns for hire,
1: and it all just seems a little too easy. And war shouldn't be easy. Mark Perry, foreign policy analyst and author. Mark, really intriguing stuff. Uh, Enjoyed the chat. I hope we can do it again.
4: Well, thanks for thanks very much for having me on. Oh, it's our pleasure. Thanks again.
0: Well, I've been talking about this for years. It's always seemed weird to me that we don't include the number of contractors when we talk about the number of troops in a country. Oh,
1: it's, it's intentional. Of course, it's, it's intentional. Clearly, a smokescreen. It's an interesting topic, I'll tell you that. And so. We, uh, you're not going to order some Marine who thought, you know, I love this country and all, but why the hell am I fighting this, this piece of crap war in this piece of crap country? Instead, you got a guy who's making six figures, thinks, yeah, I'll go shoot some Taliban. I, it has an undeniable appeal, but it makes it a little easy, morally speaking and politically speaking. Why bother? Why bother ending a conflict to save the money? I don't know, let's give it a few more months. Why not? So it just (laughs) makes it very easy. That's interesting, his point about Saudi Arabia and Yemen, too. They bought a bunch of contractors, sent them in to fight. They're losing. It's open to Pandora's box of of humanitarian hell and instability, and Islamist fundamentalism is gaining a foothold in that country. Um, And and now the Saudis lack the will to really prosecute it, because... You know, they don't have the Army, they're paying the contractors, etc. Not good.
0: The, the, uh, They'll resent us for it part, that doesn't, I don't know, that didn't have as much effect on me. I think they resent us no matter what time, I'm just, the idea that we're going to convince them we're there to help them, whether they're U.S. Marines or contractors or whatever, I just don't think that's going to happen.
1: No, I, I think it's a good point. In Afghanistan, how many years are we down this road? Yeah, at this point, I don't think we got a lot of good PR there. No. Unless you're working with America and you'll die if we go away, there aren't a lot of people waving the flag. And then you'll switch to whatever side's in charge as soon as we leave.
0: Yes. Clearly, the case.
2: Uh, what's coming up, your news, Marshall Phillips? Well, Donald Trump not letting up on Attorney General Jeff Sessions. President now getting some pushback from fellow Republicans.
1: Yeah, some big wigs. And uh,
0: stepped in and threw their wigs in the ring. Well, he's not getting
2: support from anybody that's, on this.
1: That's a decent, weird point. PR campaign.
2: And how your vacuum cleaner may be spying on you. Stories coming up minutes from now. Armstrong and Giddy.
0: Why did Trump make the transgender military announcement? Popped into my head. Why? Yeah, clever, I, clever military or clever political move. I won't steal your thumb. My vacuum cleaner tuned. is spying on me. That's mm-hmm. right. I don't. Want my vacuum cleaner spying on me. I knew it. <laughs> you always suspected that hose bag. You're w- <laughs> nice. You're wielding the nozzle of deceit every time you use it.
1: <laughs>
0: ah, stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. One, uh, texter did point out historian Paula the Romans used mercenaries at the end of their empire the Brits did it's, it's what empires do at the end when the population has no uh you know,
1: commitment to actually battling anybody. Don't want to put any skin in the game. And generally, when the empires become so far flung and expensive to maintain, yeah. they've got to start making compromises, so. which ain't a coincidence.
2: Anyway, that's enough of that. We got domestic politics to look to with Marsha Phillips. Well, Donald Trump once again going after Attorney General Jeff Sessions.
3: And once again, we have official President Trump tweet reader Vincent Nicholas with this morning's volley. Why didn't Attorney General Sessions replace acting FBI Director? Andrew McCabe, a Comey friend who was in charge of Clinton investigation but got big dollars, seven hundred thousand dollars, for his wife's political run from Hillary Clinton and her representatives.
0: Drain the swamp. So he wants sessions to So Trump fires Comey. That sentence was too long. The next it person too tweet. the uh-huh. next person is McCabe. Yep. And Trump wanted him replaced. Okay.
1: Because of his wife's contributions, right? Okay.
0: So, do you think it's what do you think the likelihood is that, um,
3: well, first that Trump fires Sessions? I, I I heard broadcast reports yesterday that it wouldn't last the day. <laughs> <laughs> and that was us. <laughs> um,
0: I I, uh, I agree with you. I haven't heard a single person, not one person, say they think it's a good idea.
1: And I've heard people like Rand Paul. Say, I'm outraged by some of Sessions' uh, policies. I think they're terrible, they're bad for the country, but the way the president's treating them is inexcusable.
0: Well, Marshall has more on that. Yeah. Okay.
1: Oh, we- my apologies. We've got a
2: number of Republican leaders now coming out, including the uh, GOP leader, Mitch McConnell, not happy with the way the president continues to pick away at Sessions. I think the attorney general is doing a fine job, and I think he made the right decision to recuse himself from the Russia matter. Now, Republican South Carolina Representative Trey Gowdy went on to say...
3: They're not helpful. You ought to praise in public and critique in private. And you shouldn't make personnel decisions, particularly at the cabinet level, via Twitter.
1: Private word to Trey Gowdy. The beard looks great. You look so much less like a pencil eraser. I mean, really good look, Trey. Keep the beard.
0: Yeah, I mean, McConnell coming out and saying... And, and this is another thing There seems to be a uh, uniform agreement on. Recusing himself was the right thing to do. It was yeah. the necessary thing to do. He
1: had to, so the investigation would be above suspicion and get over faster. Um, he did that for you. Is that a smokescreen, this session stuff?
3: It, or is it just childishness? Yesterday, and dushiness, yes? Yesterday Trump said uh, Sessions is not being tough enough with the leakers. All right. And Scaramucci was just on CNN this morning, which I was watching. Uh, Mooch! Chris, oh! Mooch.
0: forget yeah. about it!
3: Chris Cuomo asked him, this is the transcript, did the president tell you to get rid of this guy that he's one of the leakers? And Mooch said, I'm not going to answer that question.
0: So the you know the the super anti-Trump mainstream media is is trying to build this all into a Trump fires Mueller as the special investigator right. thing. Right. They talk about it endlessly. Do you think there's any chance of that happening? That w- that would be serious. Now we're getting into
1: Crazyville time, that, wouldn't that, it? That would be true. That would be proof rather that Trump listens to no one, unless unless Steve Bannon is. Uh, is behind it I don't would do... that
0: be an actual constitutional crisis because so far i've not bought into that narrative perfect example yesterday congress both houses overwhelmingly passed sanctions on russia yep. doesn't matter what trump thinks we have three branches co-equal right there are ways to handle this trump can't run roughshod over the country
1: no matter what they tell you on msnbc right uh well whether it would be a constitutional crisis or not is difficult to say it'd be a hell of a deal though it would get the Joe Getty hell of a deal status. <laughs>
2: hey, by the way, there's a lot of rumors swirling around Secretary of State Rex Tillerson. He's now taking a little time off amid reports that he's sick of being in Washington. Mm. Rumors are swirling around that the uh, former Exxon Mobil CEO's frustration with the Trump administration and their involvement in foreign policy decisions comes after two sources told CNN they wouldn't be surprised if there was a Rexit on the horizon
3: of uh, Rexit. No,
2: right.
0: Th- this whole story may have been built around that pun. <laughs> yes. Somebody
2: thought of Rexit,
0: then made up a story to fit it. That could be completely true yeah. or absolutely completely horse dung. Please, who, who freaking knows? In the modern world, you
1: can have an aide to an aide to an aide's pool boy who goes to CNN and says, "You know, I hear uh, Rick Tillerson really uh, doesn't like." Uh, Working with Trump, that's what I'm hearing. And you know and what I CNN and you know what? air it. You know what I'd call it if he left? I'd call it a Rexit. I'd call it a Rexit. <laughs> it's it. like the Brexit, but like Rex Tillerson. Greenlight <laughs> Wolf, Wolf,
2: quickly, breaking news, Wolf <laughs> Alright, it turns out your Roomba could be selling maps of your home to Google and Amazon Centimals. someday soon. That little robot basically roams around your house, doing the vacuuming uh, automatically, and now... Watching
1: what you're doing, <laughs>
2: sniffing in your panty drawer. And now iRobot, the creator of the Roomba's hitting, it may someday be selling maps of your home, derived from the Roomba's movement... <laughs> to one of more or one or more of the big 3 Amazon Apple and Google's Alphabet I don't
0: believe anybody's actually using a Roomba anyway it seems like a great idea I mean, unless you have a perfectly square room with no furniture or anything on the floor uh, Sir
1: I must interject I have just purchased one Well the reviews on the new ones the new generation uh, hugely for it You might as well be talking about laptops in 1990 and, and and saying you have a yeah, giant they're, square they're room so with the- slow. You can't even <laughs> use them. Not- Do
0: you have a giant square room with
1: nothing on the floor? <laughs> you are so wrong. You are so wrong. Man who can't even back up his iPhone telling me about my new Roomba. Listen, the, the
2: Roomba, the company's CEO said... Yeah,
1: get back to the spine. Said there's, <laughs> are, are you saying that the good folks at Roomba might sell the information that Joe Getty's kitchen is right next to his dining room? <laughs> good Lord! The
2: CEO is saying there is an entire ecosystem of things and services that the smart home can deliver once you have a rich map of the home that the user has allowed to be shared. I don't know if you realize it, but the iRobot's privacy uh, policy states the company can share the user's personal data with other companies owned by iRobot, third-party vendors, and affiliates, the government, and, quote, any company transaction, such as a merger sale of all portion of the company's assets or shares, Uh, stay out of my panty drawer. We still retain ownership of the information. whatever. Whatever.
0: I'm hardcore privacy guy, but if they leak the, the fact that my living room is 20 by 14
2: or something, I'll be all right. That's a nice-sized space. My parents have one. I'm going to put a blindfold on it. <laughs> That's only sensible, Michael. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starting Getty Show, the Voice of the West.
1: Awesome. I'm telling you, these are troubled times. You got this controversy going on, this stupid friggin' idiot in Portland woman a picture of her breastfeeding her baby while pulling a bong hit. Oh, controversy is erupted. So what controversy? You're an idiot. That's huh? a, that, There's no controversy. You're a friggin' moron.
0: Michael Phelps has spoken out on his historic race with a shark. It's a night I will never forget. God, that was dumb. <laughs> Play that for you, among other things, coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Today is one of those days, there's just so much good stuff to talk about. I mean, the last two days have sucked. If you've got the last two days' podcasts in your queue, just erase them. I mean, they've just been going through the motions. Wow. Just really, really worthless
1: radio entertainment. But today... You sound like John McCain. But today... I, I I have updates on the Debbie Wasserman Schultz stuff, too. This is so big. Stay tuned. Major scandal. And bizarre... Media bias. Just horrifying. I've got... Stop listening to the bombastic loudmouths on the radio. To hell with them. What, do I not have any feelings over here, Senator?
0: (laughs) I mean, I got some texts to get to. We got a bunch of people pushing back hard on our guests about military contractors. On one thing that I questioned whether he was right on, and a bunch of people who know more than me say he's completely wrong, Uh, we should get to that. Early signs of lunacy. (laughs) I think what? that's a good one. I think that uh, nomenclature is a bit outdated, dude. Is she nuts about you or just nuts? That's a good one. That is a good one. Got a Portland mom who posted a picture of herself breastfeeding while smoking a bong that's getting a lot of attention. Yeah. Friggin' child-abusing idiot. Don't smoke dope around your baby. Further down the coast, another... Uh, uh, Making the World a Better Place Sanctuary. San Francisco just banned all chocolate milk from its schools. Nobody can bring chocolate milk to schools like a gun now. You can't even bring it? (laughs) He's like having a gun. (laughs) Oh my God, God, that's so crazy. For the love of all that is chocolatey. But uh, we're liking the Mooch. The new communications guy for Trump.
1: Oh! What did I say? The day after he went on the Sunday shows, he's going to be every bit as entertaining as spicy, maybe more.
0: Who's he John with here, uh, Vincent? is cnn's chris cuomo there you go they got a couple of new yorkers going oh, out of oh, slick yeah. back here
2: a few questions one you said somebody above your rank wanted him out was that the president i didn't answer the question chris you see i'm, I'm getting so subtle and surgical in terms of the way i talk you're subtle you know. as a heart attack yes subtle, you report surgical, directly I'm, to the president well, just remember what Koch said i'm going to give you the heart attack chris you're not going to give I'll me go. the heart attack. you want to bring up ed Koch? may he rest in peace uh, ed Koch What's is in a president right now did the president tell you get rid of this guy he's one of the leakers I'm not going to answer that Why? question because, because I just said I was going to answer well, it. I know, but what happened to being straight? What happened I'm to being just, straight? I'm not going to obfuscate. I'm, straight. I'm straightly, straightly not answering your question. <laughs> and you know what that you, you suggests, know, right? You're, you, you know, what does it suggest? Well, if you don't want to answer the question, it suggests that, yes, it was him who told you not to do it. Because otherwise I, I you'd say, like, no, it wasn't him. Chris, because it, Chris, it clarifies I already it. answered it. You're just not really a derivative thinker. I, already, I said somebody <laughs> above my rank. Go read the press. You're words. hurting my feelings, Anthony. You know what's funny about you? It was when I tease you, you get very upset. I'm never no, upset. No, i got you, a big smile you tease me, on my face. I, I, try, I, have to, I have to stay here and, and not be upset. Anthony, listen, it's never personal listen, for let's, me, let's, except for the fact that I have a little bit of affection for you. But it's fair. And Same
3: here.
0: But it's fading. (laughs) I have a little bit of affection for you, but it's fading.
3: Wow. Wow. They spent like 45 seconds going back and forth about Ed Koch.
0: A couple of New Yorker alpha males going at it.
3: Wow. No! (laughs) That's nice. That's
0: nice. That was like Polly Walnuts and... uh... (laughs) Yeah, Christopher... Christopher and John at each other.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Chevy Chase. Whatever happened to that guy? (laughs) Oh, man. So did you have something you wanted to slip in here or what? Mm, Go go ahead.
0: I got 80 things. Yeah, I know. We got texts. I've had three three Roombas. New ones work better. Still mostly need a flat square. All reviews not the same, though. Uh, I use Roomba three times a week. I have plenty of furniture. I love it. It picks up amazing amounts of dust and dog hair. Uh, shut up, simple freaking Jack. My Roomba works fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, more Roombas are a complete waste of time and money. So,
1: I, <laughs> well, I got some affection for Jack, but it's fading. <laughs> Maybe it depends on your room or I don't know. I- I'm telling your you, carpet. It's, it's a computer. The new ones are better than the old ones. They'd better
0: be. The old ones were a round hunk of, this is money you wasted. You are a Luddite. Here's a big chunk of money you wasted. Yeah, I do. I have heard that's true. Uh, and then but You're not a
1: very derivative thinker, Jack.
0: <laughs> what? So we got a bunch of people who say, I can't believe you had that S old man on your show and you believed his bull S. The vast majority of uh, contractors are top-level military guys, highly trained and some of the best of the best. And we got a bunch of people
1: say that. I had gotten the impression that, yeah, it was a lot of special forces guys who want to keep uh, making a living doing that. Right. um, But I I don't know personally.
0: The idea that they're bumbling idiots, I think, was uh, our guest working a little too hard. He he doesn't need to say that to make the whole contractor thing a bad idea.
1: Right. I would agree. But, again, I don't have personal knowledge, but your uh, protests have been heard, my friends.
0: What the hell is Votorama that's going on today in Capitol Hill over health care? The Armstrong and Getty Show.